Good morning, everyone. It's time for Neon and Beyond on our first full weekend of December. I'm your host, Steph McKenzie. First of all, happy holidays to everyone. In the next hour, of course, what we do here on Neon and Beyond is we get you up close and personal with amazing things that are going on, especially during the holiday season here in Las Vegas, Clark County, Southern Nevada, and the greatest state ever, that is Nevada. Now, we're going to jump into our first guest, kicking things off for us this morning, someone who's a great friend of Lotus Broadcast and Neon and Beyond. However, we haven't been able to touch base for a while, so a lot of information, a lot of great things to get you up into their organization and what they do. And if you'd like to follow along, you could go to PositivelyKids.org. With that being said, CEO, founder, amazing person, Fred Schultz. Good morning, Fred. How hey. are you? Good. Good morning. Happy Sunday to you. How are you? I am wonderful. I appreciate you taking the time this morning. It's been so long. It has. We've been, we, we've got a new normal now, don't we? So we can't all hang together like we used to I years know. ago. So. I know. It's the way it is. I know, but soon we will be. But um, I want to find out about Positively Kids and what you guys are all about. But before we get to that, through the pandemic, like every other organization that we've been able to be blessed with and talk to here on Neon and Beyond, you guys have been open and progressing through everything, Correct. Yeah, we've been pushing through, you know, because we just do kids, and so kids were not vaccinated. We're all masked up, and but we kept we kept both our clinics open. The numbers were down, but both of our clinics stayed open during this time. All right, so that brings us to what Positively Kids is and how long you've been around. So tell us. Okay, so I started the nonprofit in December of 99 um, for the purpose of caring for kids who have long-term chronic illnesses. So those are kids who, you know, have uh, developmental delays, kids on ventilators, kids who aren't breathing on their own because of that, kids who have been in near accidents or those kinds of things. And the numbers, surprisingly, are high. There's like 36,000 kids born in Clark County, and about 15% are classified in the medically fragile category. So, you know, wow. the numbers are surprising to a lot of people. Right. And so the question back then in 1999 was, I said, well, where are these kids? Like, where do they go? Like, what happens to them? Right. And in meeting with Medicaid and meeting with the School of Medicine, they said, well, you know, we send kids out of state for care. I'm like, what? How can that be? Why do we do that? So that prompted me to start the nonprofit um, and to take care of these kids who have long-term chronic illnesses. Now, it could be anywhere on the spectrum. I mean, you could just have, not just, but you could have autism, or you could be on a ventilator from a head-on collision or something like that. And so the spectrum is wide on the kids that fall into that category, and we do birth to age 18. So Wow. Um, yeah, we go up to age 18. The question always is, is like, where do you go after 18 and you still have a problem? Unfortunately, in this state, we're not the best as far as that goes. I mean, fortunately, we have Opportunity Village um, and, and one other, I believe. But, you know, where do kids go for long-term care? They go out of state for long-term care, sadly, here, which, you know, with a population of, what are we, 2 million plus, whatever, I mean, why are we sending kids out of state for care? That's ridiculous. But why was this something that back then was so near and dear to your heart? You know, a lot of people ask me that, and it wasn't like I had this big 
epiphany with a great story behind it about why I got into this. But my background was healthcare administration. I was a physician's assistant, respiratory therapist out of Detroit, migrated to Florida, and then started taking care of kids. Uh, and I always like taking care of kids better than adults. Adults are whiny and complaining. You know, they're like me. I get a hangnail and I want to stay home, you know, um, or a plug nose or, or a cold and I don't want to go to work. But kids are great to take care of. And it's just very rewarding that you get to work with the whole family, the child, the mom, the dad, the relatives, um, and get some good results out of kids and, and get some successes. Well, I love that story, though, because, you know, it's not like for the most part when people start, especially if they're ground up and they're not coming in on a big organization, you know, you would have had a child that was affected or anything like this. And you just have the passion and the desire to help kiddos. Yeah, Yeah, it just I mean, it's very simple, but it makes a difference. I mean, are we here to make a difference? I mean, let's let's work at it. Let's fight through it in spite of all this other um, stuff that's going on. Let's just fight through it and make a difference, you know. Yeah. So that's what we're trying to do. Well, I love that. This morning we are talking about Positively Kids. You can find out all the information and everything we're talking about this morning at PositivelyKids.org. Fred Schultz, the CEO and founder, is joining us. And Fred, for those that are listening this morning, like you said, we have a lot of people moving here, people that may have never heard of you guys and need your services. How do we go about doing that? Yeah, well, you know, just as simple as you can get on our website, and you can click the link, and you can leave us a message. You can get on Facebook and leave us a message. Um, you, and you just you can call also. You know the the numbers seven zero two two six two zero zero three seven for our listeners, and we'll give that number again. But you can just call that number and leave a message, or hit one of the hit one of the uh, extensions, and you'll get one of us, and we'll get you set up in a clinic or get you set up for evaluation. Because now we're doing home health also, so. We wow. have nurses that go into the home um, that provide a skilled service to a child. Maybe it's an IV, maybe it's a feeding, maybe it's a medication administration, um, maybe it's a feeding tube, you know, depending on what it is. But we have skilled pediatric nurses that go into the home and provide that service now. So that's one of the first things that we've expanded on over the years. You've done a lot of things that have been going on with Positively Kids and being around since 99 and you guys are here today. I'm sure there's a magnitude of stories, but share a story with us about some lives that you've changed. Yeah. So, you know, I think about a story from some time ago and then a, a current story also, if we have time, but a story from some time ago is a a five-year-old gets in an automobile accident with her mom and dad in a head-on collision uh, on I-15, coming or going from California. I don't know which direction, but child's airlifted to UMC, goes through all the the trauma help and, and that sort of thing. Parents die in the accident, and so now, now there's only grandma and grandpa left. And so the child becomes stable, as we know it medically, but on a ventilator and needs suctioning with a trach and all those kinds of things, and can only be discharged to grandma and grandpa. Well, grandma and grandpa are in their 80s. This is a difficult child to care for, difficult for anybody to care for at any age, but they can't do it long-term. So where does this kid go? Right. There's no place here to go, Steph. So the kid gets transferred to California and goes into a facility um, in California. We have no pediatric long-term care facilities 
here in Nevada, and I'm in the process of building one. We're putting one together. In the next 18 months, we will have a 60-bed, skilled, inpatient facility for medically fragile children. But Aww. now, so this kid, yeah, we're excited. I'll give you more of that if we have time. But so this kid goes to California. Now the child only has the grandparents. They're separated. You've got the psychological effect with the child and the grandparents who have to drive to California to see the kid because there's nothing here. I mean, that's shameful that we're that way in this state. But as many people, great people and services that we have here, but we don't have services for long-term care. Um, we're putting kids in adult nursing homes. Now, there are a couple smaller skilled facilities that have opened up or are trying to open up. Um, but these are folks who don't specialize in peds. They're adult folks that decide to have a pediatric wing or a pediatric department. But you don't put a, a three-year-old in an adult nursing home next to grandma who has Alzheimer's. That doesn't work. That's shameful. That's yeah. disgusting. We should be embarrassed. We should be embarrassed that we have to do that. But I, we're in the process of moving forward. So Absolutely. And, you know, there's always cool things and ways people can get involved with wonderful organizations like yourself. So give us some events that you guys have coming up and ways we can help. Yeah, absolutely. Well, our, our next one is Breakfast with Santa, which we've done for many years. So we're, we're calling this Breakfast with Santa 2.0 because we're not actually having breakfast anymore. <laughs> <laughs> we can't get everybody together. Right. So we're, we're doing a drive through in the parking lot, and Santa will be there, and we will have bags of food, and we will have gifts and toys and giveaways and action stuff going on. Um, we've got lots of sponsors. IGT is a sponsor. Um, we've got MGM as a sponsor. And we've got another a number of other smaller sponsors. But that's on the 18th in our parking lot on Tompkins Avenue there at Trop and Eastern. I'm starting at 9 o'clock. So that's Breakfast with Santa. It's fun. Um, it's, we call it 2.0 because we're not feeding you pancakes and, and bacon anymore. But hopefully next year we'll go back to that. We did it. We've done it inside of a number of different properties for many years. But it's our way that Positively Kids gives back. Um, rather than just providing medical care, how can we give back? How can people in the community give back? Well, they can donate, um, um, you know, Breakfast with Santa. They can donate. They can be a sponsor. They can bring toys. They can show up. They can volunteer. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff like that goes on on a regular basis. That's the only thing we've got through the end of the year. Next year, to be honest with you, we haven't planned a lot um, because we just don't know what the restrictions are going to be in what the mandates are going to be. So we're kind of stuck right now. But I know that you guys in the past, I don't know if you still do this, if people always want to donate and give stuff to help, you know, besides the 2.0 Breakfast with Santa, can people yeah. drop off stuff at your organization still? They can always drop stuff off. Yeah, they can drop off whatever they've got. You know, we have a clothing donation program now. I don't know if you, if we talked about that in years past since we've been friends for so long, but we have 90 yellow clothing donation bins out in different parts of the community throughout the valley. And people just drop their bags of clothes in there, and we have a contract with a, uh, Savers, and Savers buys those clothes from us for $0.35 cents a pound. And so we do almost a million pounds a year, which, well, we haven't in the past year, but in the past we've done that much. And so the money that comes in goes for direct patient care rather wow. than saying, Donate, a, donate baby pajamas and we'll clean them and give them to somebody who needs them. No, we're providing the care 
out in the community to do that. And then throughout the year, we do have gift cards and we do have other types of um, things that we provide families as we hear different stories and talk to families who are in this predicament, if you will, and have been challenged without clothes, without food. You know, we have food inequity now is a big deal in it. We never thought about it that much before, you know? And when you're going through something like this, especially, you know, if you've had an unexpected incident like the one you shared with us, it changes your whole world. Doesn't it, though? And the necessities that you need are big. Yeah, it it really changes your world, and it makes you think about things a lot differently. I mean, we take for granted, right? I can tell you as many places as I've gone to speak, large groups and small groups and church groups and whatever, whether there's 300 people or for 30 people, there's always somebody who stands up and says, you know, I have a child who had this problem. I have a grandbaby who has this problem. I have a neighbor who had this problem. This has touched so many people uh, um, who have medically fragile kids at some level, whatever it might be. You know, and autism is a big thing right now. And, you know, there's 1,400 kids on a waiting list to get evaluated for autism I know. care. I mean, that's a disgrace. Yeah, we should be again. We should be ashamed. One of the things we've done to try and um, fix that, because we don't have a full autism program, but we have a social emotional skills program. Um, it's private pay, or we can use some grant money because we're always looking for grants or volunteers to help out. But we're providing a social skills program. Um, it's Nevada evidence based education for for um, kids that have autism or have been diagnosed with autism or on the spectrum, um, assuming that they have autism, and we're providing language for them, and we're providing emotional skills for them, and independence, and social awareness, and those kinds of things that these kids don't have. We have 10 kids in the program right now. We just started it like a month ago. We have 10 kids in the program, and we've had testimonials, if you will, from moms that come and say, Johnny has never gone to the bathroom by himself, and now he is. He never ate by himself, and now he eats by himself. He's never been able to sit with us and have a discussion at some level, and now he's talking to us. I mean, those things are important to families. Absolutely. And we take it for granted. Yes. And we take it for granted. So. Well, we have had so much to just bring to light Positively Kids this morning. Fred Schultz, CEO and founder, has joined us. Please find out more at PositivelyKids.org. And Fred, it has been too long, and we will not make it this long again. Promise me I that. I agree. I promise you that, and we'll get together <laughs> soon. As soon as this mask and all this other craziness starts to diminish, we're going to get hooked up again. I'm looking forward to it. Stuff. Me too. And I I want to wish you a happy holiday and all of your staff and everyone that's working behind the scenes to help the kiddos in our community and your passion to continue to get better, do better, and bring more for our kids here in Las Vegas. And PositivelyKids.org, you guys, please go check them out. Fred Schultz, CEO and founder, thank you so much. I appreciate you. Thank you and the same to you and uh, have a great holiday. You too, Fred. We'll talk great. soon. Bye-bye now. Bye.